Okay, episode 32.2. If you have not, check out episode 32.1, live reaction from the Badger game with Casey. This is episode 32.2, where Scott will be sitting in for Casey, going over NFL, a little bit of baseball action, touch on the Badger game and some other college football talk, and we get into the whole Kobe gift gate. All right, let's go. Returning guest, you might remember him from his chronicles of Hard Knocks and Browns and Cleveland sports fan Scott. Scott, how are we doing? Thanks for coming back on. You know, it's a mixed day. You got the the Indians down, but the, the Browns had a, a rare Sunday W. So um, I'm happy to be on. Uh, but you know, it's a, it's an odd day as a as a Browns as a as a Cleveland fan. Yeah, so Scott's stepping in for the second half of this podcast because I guess Casey has some like life stuff going on. Uh, so here to kind of go to the rest of what has gone on today in the NFL, a little bit of baseball action. And uh, but first, um, me and Casey had talked about had a live reaction of the Badger game last night, but just wanted to get a couple takes from you, um, being a Badger fan yourself. What uh, what kind of things you took away from it? Yeah, I took away. Um Marlo, you were one of the one of the two people that I I knew were at the game at the time, and then I found out a number of my friends were at the game. But um, I, I made the same joke to both of you, which was, <laughs> at what point are you coming in the game to play defensive back? Because wow, <laughs> we are so hurting at defensive back. Which I think I don't know. I don't know football that well. I guess I don't know the X's and O's of it. Um, but wow, I mean, it, that's got to contribute to our our giving up huge plays and all that. I mean, it just. We're so thin back there, and, and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. Yeah, it's it's very worrisome, giving up big plays. Especially, I mean, Nebraska is a little more athletic, but give, the teams that we have faced, they haven't been the most athletic teams. They're not the Ohio States, the Penn States that have, that live on big plays. Um, and just having us get to, just makes me scared for the future. But speaking of people at the game, guess who I ran into? I know exactly who you ran into. <laughs> <laughs> you ran into Jeff. Which I swear, if we're at the same venue for event, we're going to run into each other. Hands down. Just, it just happens. That's so amazing. <laughs> I saw he was at the game. I'm like, I'll text Marlo. Then I was like, you know what? Forget it. He, he's already ran in. This is old news. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was funny. I didn't mean to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. He actually, he, um, we have like a group chat for the Philadelphia uh, Badger fans and um, he's like, Hey Scott, I ran into Marlo. He said, what up? I'm like, yeah, I get it. I, like, <laughs> that makes sense. I just, I, I assume that this is not, this should be exciting news, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to the Badgers though. Um, and they're kind of civil of a defense, but that, yeah, that's going to be, that's what I'm really worried about going forward, uh, especially next week against Michigan. Yeah, and you know, we actually lucked out a couple times, I feel like. There were some, you know, calls can go either way. Um, 
And Spielman ripped off, I don't know, maybe three big plays that got called back. Um, yeah. If those don't get called back, we're looking at a different, you know, a different end of the game scenario and potentially a very different, uh, you know, effect on how we're ranked and how we're looked at at the end of the season, even if we do, uh, you know, win out, which I'm not saying we will. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it it's troublesome. Let's just put it that way. I mean... We need we need Jim Letter back there is what we need. Yeah, we need, Jimmy we need needs to, to suit up. <laughs> yeah, take take off the headset, Jim, and and put on a put on a uniform. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've I've you know when the beginning of the season when we were having these things, I thought by now we'd start to see some correction in that because I have that faith in Jimmy Leonard as a coach to to make those adjustments and um, with the personnel that he has to make. So I I don't know is it is it just a personnel thing or is, is people missing assignments? I can't really tell. Um, but yeah, I just need to shore it up. Yeah, I think at this point it's got to be a little bit of. I mean, it has to be at least a little bit of a talent deficit. I mean, no team is that deep that when you look at a combination of we graduated talent, which yeah happens to every college program, um, injuries, and now we're looking at um, at least one half game suspension. Uh, I don't know if they call it suspension, but whatever whatever the case is, yeah. For targeting, I mean, part of it's personnel, but there's only so much you can do about that. So right. that's on that's on Jim Leonard and the staff to shore it up. I do have to say I did appreciate, you know, I'm at home, I'm taking it easy. Um, I had a tough work week, so you know I didn't go to the the Philadelphia bar to watch the game because I was just I was too tired. Um, I did appreciate uh, the 132 Breeze podcast going live on Instagram. Um, before the announcers, before the refs figured it out, calling it a touchdown. <laughs> uh, 132 Breeze on Instagram. Uh, always an entertaining time when y'all post. So I, yeah. I do appreciate that. Yeah, we're here. For, we're here for the people. Uh, you know, kind of. That's that's what got us going in the first place. We realized that we're most likely better than, than the professionals. <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's not a humble brag, but it's just calling it like it is. I mean, they want to take their time. Be like, I don't. I don't well, Jim. I, I, it, it it depends on where the knee is in relation to, and you're like, that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. That's a if touchdown. It lo- if it looks like a touchdown, it's probably a touchdown. And get probably a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Let's just let's go. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> let's keep it going. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. You can now uh, find us at uh, on Instagram at one three two breeze, and at Marlo Junior also tagged. Yeah, at Marlo Jr. as well. All right. Um. Yeah. Anything Anything else from the game you want to hit on? Uh, no, I, I trust that you and K- you and Casey are the experts. Uh, I, I trust that you took care of took care of the heavy lifting on the analysis. Yeah. All right. So, well, moving forward, it was announced today that we didn't get to yesterday because it just came out to, on Sunday um, that ESPN's game day will be in Ann Arbor for the Wisconsin-Michigan game. So you might see Lee Corso put on a Badger head. You might not, but it's always fun when game days around. Oh, yeah. And you, well, you kind of called this, right? I mean, you, you said you said Wisconsin was going to have game day. <laughs> I did, but I thought it was going to be for this past week in Nebraska because I thought we'd both come in undefeated and it'd be a really big deal. I was just a week off. Just a yeah, week well, off. predicting the future is tough. I mean, you yeah. got it right, just <laughs> the wrong week. You're off wrong, week. That's not wrong week, wrong destination. But hey, it, it's still happening, which means we're we're still relevant to the point. So you've, you've been to the big house, right? Yeah, I have. I'm. What do you think about the big house? I feel like it's more. It's it's okay. 
it's it's good. I mean, Michigan knows how to party. The the tailgating around the stadium is very spread out, and I, I mean that yeah. in a good way. Like you yeah. walk by house after house after house, and everyone's partying, have a good time. Um, the stadium doesn't seem as big. I thought the stadium didn't seem as big as you might think it would be. Right. As you walk in, at least when we had our tickets, we walked in like maybe a third of the way up. Yep. And it's kind of just a big bowl. I, I, I don't yeah. know. It didn't. So it doesn't seem maybe as large as it actually is. Right. Because um, like it's, it's, it's it is a big atmosphere. bowl. There's no tiers or anything. So everything's kind of it just you know spreads up and out. And so it doesn't right. feel like anything's on top of you. So it's just like, I think that's like the illusion. It doesn't feel as big because it just keeps going out, <laughs> you know? Right. There, yeah. There's no perspective to it, but it, yeah. it's, it's a great atmosphere though. I will say, I mean, I, I don't know. I've got, I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Michigan, even though how much I theoretically should hate them. But, um, and I, I really hope we, we crush them, but yeah, it, uh, it's a good atmosphere. Right. Uh, speaking of good atmospheres, Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River Shootout, if they still call it that. Uh, that's not exactly what we call politically correct, Marlon. <laughs> it's now called the Red River Handshake, I think. The Red River Handshake? Yeah, it's, it okay. was the Red River Shootout. Then it was the Red River Showdown. Oh. Uh, then the Red River Rivalry. And I think mm-hmm. now they call it the uh, Red River Reach Around. The Red River Handshake. The Red River Pillow Fight. Nope, that's too tough. Yeah. That's too tough. <laughs> Um, but it was a electric game this year. Oh man! Uh, with Texas, Texas taking the victory over Oklahoma. Uh, you have some experience at the well. At the time, it was a Red River Shootout, so we're gonna go with it uh, being there. Yeah. So it actually no, they they actually moved on from that name a little bit before I was oh, there. Jesus, but I, I'm so bad. I went with. Uh, I know that's how old we are. <laughs> I went with. Um, um, shout out to Jordan. Um, he was studying. Uh, he's he's a uh, longtime listener. I think he's he's uh, sent in some questions and whatnot too. Um, but I went to the game, and it's in Dallas. It's at the State Fair, uh, the Texas State Fair. So you can imagine like what's all around you, um, and you go into this huge stadium in Dallas, and it's half crimson for Oklahoma and half burnt orange for Texas, and it's a huge rivalry game. And it is awesome. I mean, it really, it really is a, a great rivalry. And it's something that, I, I don't know, Marla, how you feel about this, but Wisconsin has an unparalleled, in, in some ways, football experience. But we, one thing we kind of lack a little bit is that, that true, that true like, rivalry. Um, you, you know, we have the axe with Minnesota, but kind of fortunately, <laughs> fortunately for us, <laughs> We've always had the axe in our lifetime. Yeah, yep. um, You know, for Oklahoma and Texas, man, it is. This is the game to win. I mean, coaches have have elongated their careers at Texas because they if you, they could beat Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout, um, they, they can elongate their careers. Like that's how much of a big deal this is to them. And it is cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool when both teams. You know, Texas. Obviously, we had a lot of. A lot of big preseason hype. Then they go out and lose to Maryland. But now it looks like Texas is back. Uh, oh, Texas is back. <laughs> Texas is back, especially with this win. I think they ended up going to the polls. They're in the top 10 now with this win. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, Oklahoma. Yep. So they, they got the Texas swag wow. is definitely back. That is a jump. You know, when I, when I went in 2013, not that anyone really cares, but <laughs> t- 
Texas was, but this is how this is how important it is, right? So Texas was two touchdown underdogs, and it kind of it ties into this this the this game um, this year's game because going into the even though they were two touchdown underdogs, um, they were going into the fourth quarter thirty six to thirteen they were up, and no one in the stadium was confident that Texas was going to win. 36-13, and they, no one was confident they were going to win in the fourth quarter. Um, and so I felt like that was kind of like this year's game where Oklahoma just totally came back. I don't know what they were down. They were down three touchdowns? Yep. They were, yeah. Texas was dominating. And then I kind of, I actually kind of stopped. I was in a bar, so I stopped paying attention to that game to another game. And then I turn around and look around like, oh, crap, Oklahoma's back in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. K- Kyler Murray is the real deal. I mean... He's definitely more Kyle. I know you're a Bears fan. He's more Kyle than Kyle Orton. <laughs> it's it's right there in his first name. It's Kyler. I mean, he's more Kyle. But he he had an incredible game. Like people are talking about Sam Sam Ellinger, and and that's true because he threw for five touchdowns and a million yards. But Kyler Murray also, I mean, he did everything in that game. And he was the fastest guy on the field. Did you see his run? His like running touchdown. Yeah, yeah. They're just fast. he was outrunning the defensive backs. <laughs> he just outran. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fast with a football in his hand. Yeah, he's scary. What do you, what do you think? So, so his his um, so Kyler Murray's Heisman candidacy takes a big hit, right? Right. Uh, at least a, some somewhat of a hit losing right. this game. Yep. Um, because he was, he was, you could arguably, and not really, sort of outplayed by Texas's quarterback, by, by Ellinger. Yep. Where but, would you, putting it, putting it to Wisconsin, like, where would yeah. you put Jonathan Taylor next to Kyler Murray's chances? Oof, um, so I, it, it's so tough and it's hard because it usually comes down to being a quarterback on a good team, right? Is what the last mm-hmm. you know the last few Heisman's it, it, and it's usually unless you have a outstanding running back on a really good team. <laughs> I think the last running back to win to win the Heisman wasn't it? Um, it's his face in Alabama. Uh, Henry. I have no idea. That's why I'm being so. Uh, Derek Henry. Yeah, Derek Henry. I believe. Oh, wow. I'm not gonna yeah, look it up because I'm just gonna say it's fact. It's um, fact. It's fact. It's now a fact. It's now a fact. But that was Alabama, and they're you know they're really good, and they had a they well before they started having good quarterbacks like Tui, they just had decent ones. Um. So yeah, as far as you know, if he keeps busting, if that talked about it, talked about Casey earlier, this long his, uh, his long run at the end of the uh, game, uh, end of this game at Nebraska. If he has moments like that, especially again, like he still has to play Michigan, still have to play Penn State. And then hopefully a Big Ten championship game. If yeah. we can make those kind of moments in those those type of games, it could come. But as we stand right now, I don't even know if he's you know he's kind of on the how we say outside looking in. But if he can, yeah, he's on the bringing fringe, stats up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think back to as a Badger fan, at least like that Monte Ball season or Monty. Yeah. I forget where we landed on, on his <laughs> pronunciation of his first name. Yep. he's there with Tehran, I guess. I don't know, but you know. That season was like we were comparing him. Essentially, his stats were similar to Barry Sanders, right? And, and he wasn't all that close to even winning. He no, <laughs> no. wasn't even all that close to winning. Yeah. So 
Jonathan Taylor, as impressive as he is, uh, you know, he's not that he's, he's not even Monte Ball level of production. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see as, as it goes forward. It seems like this Heisman, you know, at the end of the day, it just might be two, might be Tua, the Tua, Tui, whatever quarterback at Alabama, just because he's going to be the pretty good quarterback on the best team in the country. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, can you believe though this Texas team lost to Maryland? Can we? Talk? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm glad you said that because, it, and it was the second year in a row. And I was trying to think about this because, you know, because it always comes back to Wisconsin, right? Texas has that game. They lose to Maryland, which we all know is not that good of a team. Obviously, it was the beginning of the season. It was on the road and a um, little emotion filled for for Maryland. But is that win? Is the BYU win? Or BYU loss worse than the Maryland loss for Texas? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> okay, I mean, we're we're gonna see. I think I think I mean, look, the the simple answer is time has yet to tell. Yeah, um, it depends on what both both schools do. BYU was at home. It was at the height of our powers as as Wisconsin. Um, you know, we had some games out that we should have won by more but that was kind of at the height of our powers uh the maryland loss was just to open the season i think that's a little bit more forgivable yeah even though maryland on the road i don't think you look at maryland on the road and say oh wow no one no one wins in college park or (laughs) university park college park college park college park yeah college park that i mean i have a lot of friends that went there and um my cousin went there great people but that place is a dump. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can't be too excited going to that game cheering on Maryland. You know, it's not the same yeah. as Wisconsin or even, uh, dare I say, I know I'm going to get flagged from this from, from at least our crew, Penn State or <laughs> Michigan or, uh, you know, any of the SEC schools, Texas. It's not the same. I mean, you got to cross multiple highways to get to, you know, <laughs> you got to cross Route 1 in Maryland to get to the stadium and you might get mugged along the way. Like, it's kind of... It's a little dicey. So that's not, I mean, that's, that's not the toughest road game is what I'm saying. So, right. I mean, who knows, but, but will it come down to either Texas or us making the playoffs? I right. doubt it. Doubt it. But I, it, it, it kind of, you know, with, especially with Notre Dame doing what they're doing right now, but it, it gives me hope. There's like, Oh, there, there might be a path. There may be a path. If we can win out, there might be a path. Oh, there's definitely a path if we win out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's why I root for Ohio State. <laughs> it's yep, the only reason true. I root for Ohio State, yeah, let's face true. it. True. Oh, boy. All right. Um, yeah, anything else around college football that stood out to you? I need to touch. I know. Uh, a couple of things. Nothing, nothing, nothing much that I could add any, any commentary to. Okay. Um, you know. It, it, it was an interesting weekend, but... Nothing too crazy, I don't yeah, think. Nothing too crazy. We just gotta, you know, cheer for some of these other high-level undefeated teams to, to to take an L at some point here. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so speaking of more football, getting on to the people that get paid a little more money above the table for it uh, in the NFL. Uh, you know what? Since you're since you're the special guest, we'll just start here, man. Browns. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, Browns. <laughs> Win another game. You know what? The Browns are the Browns are just we're doing everything. All right. We've lost one 
in overtime. We've lost one in regular time. <laughs> we've tied. <laughs> we've won one in regular time. And we've won one in overtime. We've done it all. Done it all. In the so, first five games, we've hit for the cycle, essentially. Yeah, it's just like a little sample packet. You've, you've done everything. Um, yeah, which is a very... I didn't, see the, I didn't see the game. I just you know, saw the highlights of the That's last like, field goal. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. Was it 12-9? Was that the final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was brutal. Why can't we just <laughs> win a normal game? We just can't do it. It's a third <laughs> overtime game in five games of the season, one of which That's, we tied. That's crazy. We lost to Pittsburgh with some terrible officiating on a roughing the passer call on Garrett, in addition to some terrible kicking. We <laughs> lost in overtime to the Saints on abysmal kicking, which is totally our fault. There's nothing you can say about that. And then we lost in Oakland, eh, partially due to some terrible calls, one of which the NFL was like, oh, yeah, that fumble in the fourth quarter that Derek Carr had, that was a fumble <laughs> that we blew dead. Our bad. <laughs> Guess Sorry. what you get for that? An L. You still get an L for that. Awesome. Yeah. And we tried to give this one away. And yeah. It, we don't, but we don't deserve it. I, I'm, I know I really? sound like a, a whiner. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve <laughs> shit. Because uh, can I say shit? <laughs> yeah, on go for it. Podcast. Okay. Yeah. Like we had. Okay. I, I don't know if this is just my therapy. I'll. I guess I'll, you can send me a bill for it. But yeah, go for it. We had. We had this fourth. Uh, the third down call where uh, we're on about the 40 and Baker lets it loose and um, Jarvis Landry just gets crushed like 15 yards downfield. But I guess because the ball was in the air, it wasn't illegal contact. It wasn't pass interference. Kind of questionable. Fine. Then they, then the Ravens get the ball and there's a no call on a, probably a PI uh, or, or thereabouts on uh, Hayden Hurst. So then we get the ball back again. And this is this is like we're at the end of the game here. Like, we should be pulling out all the stops. Do you remember Rod Streeter? Do you know who he is? No. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> he, was on, he was on, like, the Raiders for a while, and he was, like, this athletic guy that never really did anything. Yep. Yeah, we did a reverse with a Rod Streeter, and he lost 11 yards on it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was brutal. So anyway, fast forward. We're at third and nine. By the way, there's a guy named Derek Willies, mm-hmm. who only your Texas Tech fans um, in the on the audience will know who the hell that guy is. Third and nine, it's pressure on Mayfield. He throws to Willies. This is in overtime, and it was beautiful. But who the hell is Derek Willies? Why is <laughs> you know why isn't this going to Jarvis Landry? Greg Joseph, who we pulled in, who has two first names, you can't trust him. He's our kicker who we only got because the other guy we had, Zane Gonzalez, was totally abysmal, cost us eight points against the Saints. We have Greg Joseph now, who only hit 69% of his field goals in college, is this undrafted rookie, was cut by Miami, totally blows. This is We're not interested in winning football games, apparently. We should have outbid Minnesota for Dan Bailey, but whatever. <laughs> we're apparently not interested in winning football games. We've got Greg Joseph. He's the only reason we're in overtime. So he missed, an, he missed an extra point in regulation, so it's 9-9 going into overtime. So he kicks a field goal to win the game, which is fantastic. But this is how you know you're a loser organization. There's a video that the Cleveland Browns posted afterwards. And, you know, like they're in the locker room. Everyone's pumped up. Half the guys aren't wearing shirts. And you realize, like, well, maybe you don't. I realize how <laughs> out of shape I am. And I'm like, 
oh, you're supposed to see your abs. You're not supposed to just have like a keg down there. Oh, yeah. Well, so they're giving out game balls. They give out a game ball to the kicker who, yes, I get it. He made the field goal from 45 yards away or whatever it was to win the game. But he was the reason we were in overtime. Otherwise, we would have won by a point in regulation if he hadn't <laughs> missed the extra point. And they also gave the game ball to Baker Mayfield, who, don't get me wrong, I love. But he threw one whole touchdown pass in this game. And you give him the game ball. Even worse, they give the game ball to John Dorsey, the GM. <laughs> this was is how you know you're a bad organization. He was in the locker room, but yes, he was. He was I, I didn't see him, but, but of course he was wearing that, that stupid sweatshirt that he wore in Hard Knocks. You know who they didn't give the game ball to? Who was that? Denzel Ward. He had five tackles, three pass deflections, an interception, and a blocked field goal. Yeah. Now, given the fact that we're playing the Ravens and Justin Tucker is their kicker, that field goal would have gone in and we would have lost had it not been for Denzel Ward. But by all means, (laughs) give the game ball to the GM and the kicker who's mediocre and missed a extra point in regular time that made us go into overtime. All right. And that's that's the Browns. Yeah, that's the Browns. That's the Browns. I'm so happy we won. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so you done it all. Two, 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 and one. Is that how it goes? Two, two, and one. Two, two, and one. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. It's the cycle. Yeah. Uh elsewhere. Uh, we had to do <laughs> we had to do with thoughts and prayers for, for Casey. Uh I know oh, he's yeah. somewhere stewing over this but the packers lost to the lions today which oh. drops them to two two and one <laughs> so poor bastard <laughs> there's been a lot of comparison of how the packers and the browns have the same record um you know obviously a lot of people around these parts are using it as a jab at the packers but how do you feel when someone says that the packers have the same records as the browns uh, I should be insulted, but for reasons that my rant probably made clear, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, unless you're... Here's the caveat. If you're from Minnesota and you're digging on the Browns, then we got words. Yeah. Don't... Do not... Do not mess with Scott and use Minnesota. Don't do it. No That's wins. all I'm saying. That's no all wins. I'm saying. I got evidence. I know where the bodies but, are buried. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to know, like, what were the, if you could find odds from the beginning of the season that Aaron Rodgers would still be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and they'd have the same record as the Browns. What are the odds of that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, they would be astronomical. It just wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I don't, th- I don't think you could bet it. But yeah. if you could, it'd be a, a thousand to one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's it it is kind of, it is kind of crazy to think in to think of where the Packers are with with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking bad behind Casey's back, but he'll listen to this. It's just and I'm just watching them. I mean, they're seeing the game today since the Bears had a bye week. Uh, shout out, still in first place. Um, they're just not able to stop anybody, and then Aaron can still throw. You know, 
400 something yards and they lose so like what more what more do they want this guy to do yeah and well i mean it doesn't help like look um packers are my third favorite team um <laughs> and it, it, it doesn't help that there's no receiving core there yeah they've got sticky hands Devontae adams they've got 45 year old jimmy graham and then they have like just rookies. I mean, they just right. they drafted like 45 wide receivers in the draft. <laughs> and I don't even know who the, the leading receiver was out of that rookie crew. Uh, maybe it was Equinemia St. Brown. Um, but it was, you know, he's kind of hurting. Yep. And the, the line isn't good enough to establish any sort of run game. So Aaron Rodgers is throwing 55 times per game. And the defense isn't fantastic. I mean, if you had, if Aaron Rodgers, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back for on Casey's behalf and on okay. behalf of our Wisconsin brethren. Yeah. Um, if just comparing to Trubisky, oh if boy. Aaron Rodgers had the Bears defense and had the weapons that Trubisky has, they would be. You know what? They'd win the bye week. They'd be five and up. Forget about the bye week. They'd be five and up. Like it's some team up. would have forfeited prematurely and be like, you know what? Yeah. We can't handle this. Forget yeah. it. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I, yeah, I don't disagree. With, uh, you know, with that saying, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a team game. Like, obviously, you have a great quarterback. I think. You know, I don't know how many Bears teams I've gone through where we've wasted the season because we haven't had like a half of a quarterback uh, back there. So you know, and there's still, I there's still some questions of you know, what, what is Mitch Trubisky right now? Is he going to be a player that we have to win because or we win with, or is he going to win games for us? We'll see. Um, but yeah, the, the defense right now is, is really moving. And I just hope we don't, I hope we don't waste the rest of the season. So anyways, yeah, that was my little therapy session. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little afraid that the Bears. not, it's, it's funny we're talking about the Bears on a bye week, but I'm a little afraid the Bears are going to be like the Rams last year where it's like, wow, this is a good team. But a little bit more because their defense. But then the first round of the playoffs, you know, Trubisky just sees some things that are that are not uh, that don't fall within his script, and he just throws a couple interceptions, and then he just out the first round. Yeah, let's. Well, I mean, I'll take getting to the playoffs. Let's 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 take it one seven. I'll take getting to the playoffs. (laughs) The good news in that scenario is that you're at the playoffs. Yeah, I was like, you can you can stop there. I think I'll be okay with it. Yeah, Um, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so other good teams around the league. Rams and Chiefs wins. They're five. They're both five and zero. Oh. So Rams and Chiefs in the Super Bowl is that what we're calling right now? You know, I think I think we've lived a little bit too long to realize that the Patriots aren't out of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even in years where they start out a little slow, they figure it out, and, and we're starting to see that a little bit now. Uh, even even with injuries to the running back core, uh, even with injuries to uh, I guess their second round offensive lineman they chose, they still, um, you know, their offense is starting to click a little bit. You got James White catching a lot of passes. You got Sony Michelle becoming an actual running back. Um, you got Josh Gordon in there as maybe a deep threat kind of bully, as we saw in the last game. He, had, you know, didn't dominate, but he had that touchdown catch that essentially was just like, "I'm going to take this away from these two guys." There's two yep. guys kind of in the same spot, and I'm just guess what? I'm way more talented. You probably work harder. 
and you probably <laughs> like more football talented. a lot more. Yeah. I don't even like football that much, but whatever. I'm just going to take the ball from you. Yeah, I'm just good at it. I'm just good at it. Whatever. Yeah. We're good. We're cool. Um, and now you got Julian Edelman back. So. Yeah, know. this I mean, is it. I mean, getting into uh, week five is usually when the Patriots kind of turn things on. You know, the, that's when all Tom Brady's like, oh, yeah, I can win MVP this year if I really want to. Uh, so I'll just start playing now. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it does. It looks like, you know, Gronk isn't having the season that he's used to, but they'll figure out. Like you said, they always figure out a way and they're, they're definitely not not out of it. I think um, I would never put them out. Obviously, they are. You know, they've done what they've done to gain my respect. And any, I, I guess someone has to say that they're done so that that one time that they do say it and they are done it, they'll be right when that does happen. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, the Every, Patriots well, are done. Oh, I hope I'm right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right too. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll see. And and then I guess also, and I know you want to talk about this at least a little bit. Was the you know the Steelers beat up on the Falcons today? But yep. I don't know. Um, I mean, I more than anyone really hope the Steelers are done. But <laughs> I I don't think they are. And they're another team that sometimes starts out slow but figures it out like they did last year. Right. Yeah. Um, right, and watch and Le'Veon come back in week seven or wherever, whatever he's coming back in, and he ends up like being only like a hundred yards short of the rushing title. Yeah, just somehow, yeah. It's, it's just amazing that. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely see a scenario where that happens, but especially as you know, the, for Pittsburgh, especially like their secret weapon is their stupid field, and as the season gets later and later, and the field gets worse and worse, and they they play on it well, and the other teams don't. Yeah. Yeah, Heinz Field is it's silly. Yeah. But so you got I Pittsburgh guess, you got Pittsburgh being a good team. Uh I'm not so sure about that yet. So <laughs> I, I think their defense is very suspect. I think I think the Falcons I, I, I don't want to read too much into them beating the Falcons because they are so banged up in the secondary. I I don't want to read too much into that game. I want to see <laughs> them I don't know who they play I, I, sorry, I haven't looked ahead. I, I don't know who the Steelers yeah. play next week, but I want to see what happens there first before we, you know, coronate the Steelers as being back or as being legitimate contenders because right now they haven't really done much. They beat the Falcons, but the Falcons are so, so, so banged up. Okay. Um, You're, I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm assuming, where's Philly rank? Where's the Eagles rank in your favorite teams? Are they the second team then? Oh, yeah. Third, the Packers. Okay, so you have Philly. Minnesota came into Philly today, was a rematch from the playoffs last year. Minnesota ended up squeaking it out against Philly. Um, so two-parter, two things. Two, is Minnesota good, and is Philly just, are they just still on that Super Bowl hangover? Is that real? I don't, actually, I think the Super Bowl hangover narr- uh, narrative is really stupid, except I think it's true here. <laughs> so I, I think like I, I just saw all the celebrating that went on here in Philly, and that was so cool and it was so awesome. And we'll always have that, and and we can always be thankful for the Philly, the 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 Eagles organization for that. But I, I do think there's a little bit of that, but there's also like a big turn, the big turnover in terms of the depth of the defense. Um, we lost a bit of the coaching staff, and that's important. And we also, I mean, we. We just shifted captains, right? Like we went from Nick Foles to Carson yep. Wentz yep. after a couple games here, and so 
I think the offense is still finding its way. Alshon Jeffrey just came back. Um, we we traded out Torrey Smith for um, I'm totally blanking on the guy, but he's been injured essentially the whole year. Williams, right? Uh, Mike Williams? No, not Mike. Mike Williams. Um, deep ball threat. Mike Wallace. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's been injured. Maybe he's injured for the rest of the year. I'm not sure, but I, I think the offense is still figuring it out. They'll get better. The defense is still figuring it out. They'll get better, um, particularly in the secondary. I think they'll figure it out, especially as the as the defensive line kind of shores up and is able to pressure the quarterback better. So it's there's a lot of football left. I I still have faith in this this Eagles team. Uh, that said, I, I you know I think. This Vikings team, which has uh, also underperformed based on expectations, I think is a little bit better than we think they are. Um, particularly on offense, they're they're going to continue to move forward. Uh, their run game has just been abysmal. Their offensive yeah. line is not good. Offensive I mean, line is not good. Their defense isn't as good as fair. as we thought they would be compared to last year. I think that's why. I think that's why some red flags go up when it, when it comes to Minnesota. Besides the fact that. It's a Kirk Cousin led team. Uh, that their their defense yeah. doesn't seem to be as stout um, as they did as they did last year. So they're letting teams kind of you know run up and down, but they've been able to score as well. Well, look, I hate me some Kirk Cousins more than anyone else, but um, I think he's a better quarterback than Sam Bradford and Case Keenum, which is what they had last year. Right. But I but I do think that I think that both the Eagles and the Vikings had. They performed out of their minds on both sides of the ball last year. And no matter how you slice it, there's going to be a regression to the mean. You know, you look at the Eagles on third down. They would they would bend until you got to, like, third and three or whatever, and they would always shut you down. And that's just – it's not sustainable. You can't always do that. And 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 the Vikings were the same way, right? I mean, they right. had incredible offensive and defensive efficiency, and it just wasn't sustainable. You could have the exact same team – at playing at the exact same level is just as a matter of course, it's not going to come out the same way as it did last year. All right. Is there uh, anything else from week five that we missed? You want to touch up on? I think that's all I want. Well, I mean, we don't have to talk about it too much, but the, the bills won another game. Oh yeah. The Titans who are winning some games close. They beat, yep. you know, my Eagles last, last week. Um, Chiefs rolled again, which we kind of talked about, but um yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I, I guess the play that stands out to me. I, I actually haven't seen it yet. I want to. Yeah. Apparently, Odell Beckham Jr. I was, threw like a, a fifty-six yard pass. Or yeah. Something. I was gonna. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. But yeah, Odell Beckham. He's uh, he's a quarterback now. It was. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, might be the, he might be the best quarterback of the Giants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It actually was a pretty pass. Um, yeah, it was basically it was a they threw it out to him. Barkley snuck out of the backfield, went long. And yeah, Beckham dropped it right into him. It was pretty nice. So yeah, I, I saw that too. I didn't see it live, but I saw the alert come across my phone, and I was like, I gotta watch this right now because uh, <laughs> I thought it was wrong. I thought he had a you know, I thought it was a fifty-five yard reception. No, it was a pass. Right. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was probably the play. That was definitely the play. Unless you're uh, unless you're a big special team fan, in that same game, it was a what, sixty-one yard field goal to win the game for Carolina. Wow. That's, is uh, Gano still their kicker? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not up you, don't Gano, you don't Gano? Oh. Yeah. I was, I Casey, you got you to gotta step your game up. You don't get the comedy like that, Casey. <laughs> you know, 
Even though he's a dad. Doesn't, doesn't he have the dad jokes down? Come on, kids. Yeah, come on. Uh, all right, you want to touch on baseball real quick? Yeah, we can touch on baseball. Um, the Astros are good at baseball. <laughs> Astros are good. Indians. The Indians less so. <laughs> so is it 0-2 right now, Indian? Or for Astros? It's, it's 0-2. The, the Indians, like, in 2016, when they went on their, their World Series run against, which was a great World Series, objectively speaking, other than the fact that they had the wrong outcome uh, against the Cubs, the Indians had an amazing bullpen, and it was Cody Allen closing, and it was Andrew Miller that would just come in, North Carolina grad Andrew Miller, who would just come in and clean up and, and do whatever it took. If there was ever a problem, if there were two guys on base, Andrew Miller would take care of it. Um, and so far in the postseason and throughout this season, throughout this season he's been injured, and he came back, and he's been kind of a liability, and that's, that's troublesome. But um, one thing I will say is this Astros team is kind of, even though they, they're repeating, right? So they won the World Series last year. Yep. They are, it's a very, very good team that has not gotten a lot of attention, in part because I, I think the Red Sox have gotten so much attention for the amount of games they've won, um, and deservedly so. But in the AL, you've got a lot of really, really good teams that are just not getting that attention. Like the Astros, they're incredible, but I haven't heard that much about them all year. The Yankees, also a very good squad. Um, and we're seeing that now with uh, with the Yankees-Red Sox series, which could go either way. We don't want to be like those East Coast bias uh, media outlets where all we do is talk Sox-Yanks, though. No, that's right. That's right. But, it, <laughs> but that is... <laughs> But that is the uh, the series that we're interested in, right? Right. I mean, well, it's the it's the two best teams in baseball playing, right? And I, yeah, I, I get it, especially being around you know a lot of Brewers fans. They're getting overshadowed by this right now, and the Brewers haven't been into the uh, into the playoffs in forever. But and they're kind of stealing their shine. But it's like it's the two best teams in baseball, and it just happens to be Red Sox and Yanks, which you know, one of those those the two iconic baseball teams um, in the sport. Well, and you're talking about your Milwaukee Brewers, right? Because you, you've now adopted them. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm fostering them. I'm fostering them because I'll give them back. But uh, just, yeah, just for this room. So my Milwaukee Brewers, who breaking news, uh, Milwaukee's moving on. They beat Colorado, swept them. Hey. Colorado scored two runs uh, the entire series. So Oops. I'm sure they're, I'm sure their fans are ecstatic about the future. Uh, so anyways. That's brutal. Actually, I, lo- I love that stadium. I've uh, drank it. I've drank at a bar with the owner while someone I was with. uh, This was, all right, so this was during Joe Wagstaff's bachelor party. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have used full names. (laughs) Um, We bleep that out. (laughs) There you are. I love that. When people on a podcast say, oh, we'll cut that out. And then the audience hears, we'll cut that out, and nothing happens. So (laughs) this is the craziest thing. I'll, I'll, I'll make this short story, or you can actually literally cut it out. Um, so, Joe Wagstaff's bachelor party is in Denver. Uh, we're going to a game. Your Wisconsin fans will appreciate. We didn't even know this at the time. There's an Ian's Pizza right across the street from the stadium. Oh, God. That makes so much sense, though. So much sense. So, we, we get there early because we want to get there for, for batting practice. And we get this giant Ian's Pizza, obviously mac and cheese. What else would you get? 
And we're waiting in line, and we're we're starting to walk into the stadium a little bit. And one of the the Rockies personnel comes up and is like, "Hey, look, uh, you can't bring that in the stadium." And Joe looks at it and is like, "Oh no, I know we're good." And she's like, "Yeah, I know, but you you really can't bring it into the stadium." And he's like, "Oh no, we'll finish it." And she's looking at this giant, you know, eighteen inch pizza. She's like, "Yeah, but you really can't." He's, he's like, "Lady, I'm telling you, we're good." And of course, we finished it within. We just devoured that pizza. Walked in the stadium. This whole thing was like a, like a like a total cartoon. We Joe catches in batting practice two home run balls. And these kids, when he catches his second one, these kids are looking at him like, oh, he's going to give me the home run ball because he already has one. He's an adult. I'm like this cute 10-year-old kid with a glove and all that. And Joe looks at him and is like, any other day, I would give you one of these, but not today. This is my bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Take that, little kid. <laughs> Take that, little kids. <laughs> Sniveling little bastards. Oh, I was, that's great. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he gave the kid a reason so it wasn't like he just didn't give him the ball. <laughs> he looked at him right at, not today, little kids, not today. And they're like, why do you call me a little kid? <laughs> no, but oh, the Brewers, great. man, they, yeah, the, their pitching's been great. Their, um, their bullpen's been amazing. Josh Hader, I've been watching him all year. He is an absurd human being, the way that guy throws. I don't know if you've, if you've seen him, but he... I, he may have set some records this year. For a while, he set he was setting records for um, number of innings pitched and number of strikeouts. Like he, he would have like three innings in, or he, he pitched like two innings and throw six strikeouts fairly routinely throughout the year. He's been pretty amazing. So you have that to look forward to. The Brewers are firing on all cylinders. Um, I hope they continue to uh, to win. Are you going to continue, Marlo, past this series? Uh, I hear anything you said. I was having. It looks like I'm having connection problems. Um, you were just talking yeah, about it, right? Yeah, I kept talking because I was like, "Ah, there's a pause. He's, there's something going wrong here. I'm just going to keep talking." Yeah, can you hear me? My point, no, yeah, I can hear you. My my question was, are you going to continue with the uh, the Brewers beyond this series? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still going to go. I, I, I'm all I'm all in. I I'm getting excited about people getting excited about it, like truly excited about it, because um, there are some there are really good Brewer fans out there. It doesn't seem to be as many like there's not. I don't I don't feel like there's many bandwagon fans like myself. Uh, <laughs> jumping yeah, on the Brewers bandwagon. The bandwagon. Yeah, I'm just driving like the bandwagon of one. But there's, you know, I, I'm getting excited because people are truly, truly, you know, excited for this. It wasn't like this might come off as you know being a Sox fan, but like when the Cubs were in their first playoff run, it was like you know little little Timmy that just came in that just moved down here from Ann Arbor was has been a long suffering fan for three months was all in on Cubs. Yeah, and that seemed like to be <laughs> that seemed to be like the majority of them. I was like, I can't ride with that. I can't get excited about that. But this fan base, you know, they just they haven't had this before, and they're really excited. But Marlo, I've been I've been waiting for this for this Cubs victory since like the fourth inning. <laughs> come on, come on, Jesus. So, no. Speaking of the Cubs, I just have to get this in here. Okay, I I um I was at a I was on a business trip, and it was pretty brutal. 
Um, but the one thing I had was baseball. And on Tuesday night, the Cubs lost in extra innings, and it was pretty awesome. And nice. I thought about it. I was like, this was a really good Cubs team, right? Like, right. I mean, they won the World Series in 2016, came close in 2017. This is a really good Cubs team. They they were plus 116 runs. So they scored more 116 more runs over the course of the year than their opponents scored. It's pretty good. And I texted my brother and I said, I can't believe this Cubs team is done. I'm not sad about it. Fuck the Cubs. <laughs> but not sure how many 100, plus 116 runs teams are out at this point. And my brother, being the giant uh, nerd that he is, texted me back. In the wild card era, 1995 to 2017, <laughs> 10, other, 10 other teams. Last team was Tampa Bay in 2012. Cleveland twice in 2000. Uh, 2000 and 2005. And then Boston 2002 had a plus 194 and missed the playoffs. So a little, little fact of the day. Yeah. That's Scotty, Scotty Stats coming at you. There we go. <laughs> Scotty Stats stolen from his brother. <laughs> and, and it, it's, it's like I came up with that. Yeah, well, it. It's all about who reports it, right? That's you have true. your, you have your stat department in, uh, you're just, you know, you're delivering it. All right. So that was baseball. Uh, finished with NFL, Badgers. All right. So we're going to get to something that kind of went through, uh, went around the internet this past week. Um, I hope you saw it. It was all about the Kobe gif. Now, we know the Kobe gif of where Matt Barnes is, is uh, gives a fake, gives a fake pass from out of bounds into Kobe's face. And Kobe just stands there stone cold, right? I use this gif. I'm sure I use this gif. Anytime I, you know, it's just universally used. Uses GIF quite a bit. Did you see this jerk who came out with a different angle to try to, to I'm going to say try, allegedly, because I don't know if he doctored it, allegedly disproved that the ball wasn't being thrown in Kobe's face? I, I did. And I'm, why? What's the yeah. point? Like, why? Why? This just did, Marlo. Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, guess what? If you have a lot of unprotected sex, you <laughs> might get an STD. Oh, thanks a lot for this information. Maybe I was just enjoying that gift. Yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden and this this game this gift originated from a game in 2010. So, eight year old footage. Some guy's thumbing through and finds like an overhead and is like, "Oh, that's supposed to be Kobe gifts. Let me just uh, debunk that right now and just ruin." Basically Christmas for everybody, like you were saying. Yeah, I don't understand it, but I'm going to choose not to believe that that's real footage. Um, I'm still going to use the GIF, and when the GIF is used on me, I'll be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, listen, nerd in your basement. Uh, no, I don't buy your, your crazy conspiracy angles. <laughs> yeah, go ruin something else. Why this one? Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like, If you have a nerd that has this capability... This is what you're doing? Yeah. Like, you have this much time on your hands that, that, that you are going back to 2009 GIF or GIFs. Or, and he probably has a strong opinion on whether it's called the GIF. It's true. GIF, we could probably get which, in a whole argument with him. Which is already a warning sign. Like, if you really care on how to pronounce the, the extension of a file, <laughs> I don't care what your take is on Kobe Bryant and, and his non-flinching. I don't even like Kobe Bryant. I just like the... <laughs> I just like the imagery, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, it makes Kobe, it's like, 
Kobe looks hard. Matt Barnes looks like little bitch he is. And yeah, it just comes off well. I don't get it. It gets me angry that, this, that someone wanted to debunk this. Ugh. It takes effort. He didn't, yeah. he didn't like happen upon this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just let me thumb. Th- you, what, what do you think else he was looking for? He had to be looking for other stuff too, you know? I wonder, and this was what he picked up to, to kind of put out there, to get his name out there. So I won't even say his name. I won't say his Twitter handle because I'm not going to give him that kind of pub. At loser, my mom's basement. <laughs> That's his Twitter handle. <laughs> At mom's basement is sweet. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's, I just wanted to get that off off my chest. Yeah, I think uh, we both feel better about it now. Yeah. This, totally has, been good, this, this has been a good therapy session. Right. Was, yeah, this has been this is really fun. It's got a lot of good, good, a lot of stuff getting off the chest. A lot of good, like you said, therapy session. I'll send you the, my bill. You can send me yours. Um, yeah. We can, uh, well, no, we'll put it on the, well, maybe we'll just expense it. I feel bad for the listeners. Maybe maybe the listeners will also send us collective bills. Is, the, is how that goes. <laughs> it also looks like the pup has something to say. Uh, you can hear that, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making a, a pyramid on the podcast. All right. Um. So that's gonna do it for me. Unless you have anything else, Scott. Uh. No. I. I think that your listeners are probably sick of me speaking. It's, it's been long enough. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh. Yeah. Th- again. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sticking around. Um, as always, thanks for listening, liking, sharing, uh, leaving reviews, and that's it. I'm out. All right, thanks, Carlos.